following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. All right, here we are, Players' Lounge, here on a Tuesday afternoon. Nui Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by number 42, Barry Church, yes, number sir. 40, Danny McRae, with the, uh, with, with the day off here. So, um... You would be fine if you still play for Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. Because you, you rolled oh, yeah. in here. Oh, what, oh, Chris Bean, what Barry rolling here? About 30 seconds till showtime. 30 time. seconds time. Yeah, I was running baby. That, yeah, I, yeah. I was but, running that 100-yard dash. But you I, made it. I made it. Though. You made it. Tom Coughlin would have got me for about 20000 right there. Is that what he charged? What did nah, he charge? Try. It was about, I think, if you're late to meetings, which is meetings started at 9, but you're not there by 8.55, it's going to run you about five grand. And he's not gonna. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. Like okay. you, you coming out of that money? It's crazy. And, and so, so here's my question on on explain to just our the folks who check our show out. How does that work? Do you have to write them a check? Do they deduct that from your check? I mean, how does that? Oh, go? that's just coming straight up out the check. Like when you get your your weekly, you know, if, whatever team you're with, you know, some teams go every two weeks, some teams okay. go every week. Uh, the Jacksonville was every week. So if you're late for that meeting, however many times you got fined that week, that following Tuesday, you'll get that check. And you'll just see deductions. Minus this, minus that, minus this, minus that. And you can go talk to him about it. Like, hey, what's up with this? But I promise you, 10 out of 10 times, Coughlin was going to hit you with the, hey, man, this is just how we do things here. Go about your way. So then what did they do with that money? And that was the messed up part. So all these fines <laughs> accumulate over the, over the season. I'm talking about at least a couple hundred thousand in fines accumulate over. the, And magically, it all went to the Tom Coughlin Fund. Stop it. It went to his, like, uh, that charity thing. Yeah, that charity He has it every year, and it would all just magically go towards that. Like, And, and people started to ask. That's why I came up, because I was like, where's all this fine money going? And they're Bruh. like, oh, well, we don't know. You know, hey, I, next thing we know, at the players at the players' championship uh, golf little outing they have. All those funds. This hole brought to you by Barry Church. <laughs> I'm telling you, I sponsored at least two or three of those holes. I sponsored at least two or three of them. Things. Okay, so how do rookies figure it out? Because, okay, you're fine, you're fine, and then you see it. I mean, it's a whole different thing oh. when you see it minus from the check. Yeah. So, so how do rookies deal with it when they— Well, the rookies— they were just, I mean, it would caught off guard because, you know, I was later on in the league, so I was making a little bit of money. And, you know, those deductions, you know, they're big deductions, but you're like, man, all right, whatever, you kind of eat those. But as a rookie, you're coming in, that week you might only make, you know, 15 grand. And if he's taking five, right. and this is, this is before taxes, so it's like, you know, he's taking all that out of there. And as a rookie, you're like, man, what in the hell? What am I supposed to do with this? How am I supposed to go about it? But... They learned quick. They learned quick. They better be at 855 or 850. Okay, so here, Tom Coughlin wasn't even the head coach. Th- that was the he, next he, thing I was he, about he to might say. As well been. He was he, not the head that coach. That was the next thing he I was going to say. He might as well have been the head This dude was Does Doug on, Marone have any say? He was on the practice field, <laughs> literally with his notepad. Hmm, he ain't doing too good. He would tap Doug. Hey, hmm, go do that. Go, go do that. This guy was basically the head coach. I mean, he, he ran – Pretty much everything, practice-wise, he would come in. You know how we do morning meetings, mm-hmm. and the coach is supposed to address the team and all that. He would come in and address the team, and I'm like, 
Where, where's Doug Marone at? Like, where, this, this, I signed here to play wow. for him, but I don't, you know, it's like, I guess conflict's a head coach. But that didn't last too long, as we saw. He was gone. Yeah, you can't operate like that. You can't. I mean, you, it, you can't operate. That, the that, whole, the, he lost the locker room. I mean, from the from the jump, he lost the locker room. If we weren't if we weren't good that first year, I mean, there would have been a mutiny right there. But we were winning games, so winning pretty much resolves everything. But when we started losing, you saw all types of reports coming out. I mean, Ramsey ain't happy. This guy wants to leave. This it was crazy. It was crazy. So let's let's dive into the Cowboys. And last night, you and I were both here at the Ford yes. Center. They held an open practice yes. for the fans, fans with their opportunity to come in and check out the Cowboys. Because last year, couldn't do that because, couldn't do it. Couldn't, because of the pandemic. So mm-hmm. fans are out there this year. Uh, I, these two little girls were were sitting next to me. I gave them my, my seats as I left uh, after doing my 6 p.m. TV show. And they wanted to see Dak Prescott. So we kind of broke it down to him. He'll be out here, but he's mm. not going to practice fully. But you'll see him make some throws. Yeah, yeah. And before the practice started, Mike McCarthy comes out and says, all right, look, we're going to be cautious with Dak Prescott. He will not play against Jacksonville in the final preseason game because Mike McCarthy feels that that's, that's basically the, the scouts game, the kids game, you know, yeah. the guys trying to make the team, mm-hmm. young guys game. Mm-hmm. So no significant starters are going to play in that Jacksonville game. And he said, you yeah, know, I, I won't be bothered if he doesn't play against Houston. That to me sounds the, the hey, he's not playing. Yeah. But you've been in locker rooms before. You understand the coach speak exactly. Is that what he's saying? He's not playing. Okay, yeah. that's how I feel. I, I mean, I'm with you on that 100. I'll be shocked if he trots out there for that Houston game. Would I would love to see him get maybe a series or two? Yes, but I think that shoulder injury may be a little bit, a little bit uh, worse than 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 they're putting on. But I, I want to see him because you want you want to see this guy go out there and his first significant reps after. Eight months off or whatever, however long it was with that ankle injury. Do you want to see him go out there against Shaq Barrett, uh, JPP, the Dominican Sue, that defense that basically haunted Drew Brees, Mahomes? That defense can fly around and they can get after the quarterback. Do we want to see his first meaningful reps against that Tampa Bay defense? I, to me, I don't. But that injury is just not worth risking it in the preseason. So I understand what they're coming from where I'm not playing them at all, but I'm not so sure I want him being that rusty going out there against that type of defense. All right, Barry Church, right here on the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. I, I will play devil's advocate. All right, let's see what you got. You're Mike McCarthy. You roll out Dak for a series, and somehow this guy gets hurt. How do you go explain this to Jerry Jones? Yeah, it's over there, yeah. He takes a sack, something happens. I mean, whatever, anything. yeah. yeah. He comes up with a third thing, like, oh, my groin. I mean, so so I look at it from the standpoint of just self-preservation if you're Mike McCarthy. Yeah. You trot out four in a game that means nothing against a Houston team, and you don't know – you can't control how they come after him. That's true. That's true. Um, There you go. Tony Romo, Seattle, how Dak got hit to, to play. This is true. This is it true. It didn't really seem like much. And he said, I'm a good. I was there asking Tony the questions with the other me. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. And that, did, that was determined to be a lie. So what, what happened for Jason Garrett? There were people questioning him. I didn't question Jason Garrett about that because, you know what, Tony needed to play. Yeah. He played. This is what happened. So when I look at 
Mike McCarthy saying he's not going to play, you know, that he most likely won't play against Houston. And Stephen Jones basically like, hey, I won't have any issues if he doesn't play against Houston. Your boss is saying, okay, we're cool. Then, yeah, the first snaps will be on Thursday Night Football against the world champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which comes back into something that you and I spoke about along with our, our other colleague, Danny McCray. There needs to be a whole lot of 21. Oh, yeah. I'm okay. talking about down the throats. They, they, he, he's looked great in camp. I will say this. He's looked great. He's slimmed down. I can no longer say he's a fullback. I could just go by the, by the old 21 Zeke. He looks good. He looks explosive. And past this first game, I think we need to feed this man the rock. I think we need to just pile it up. I mean, when he gets tired, put Tony Pollard in there for a little bit. But we need to feed this man the rock. If we go back in time. 2016, when he had arguably one of his best seasons, and as a whole, we had one of our best seasons. That was the formula. We were running the rock, preserving our defense. You got to throw that out. You got to throw it out. Here's why you throw it out because it's a different coaching staff. That's true. So, so you're asking you're asking a guy whose track record has been to throw, 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 to adopt what Jason Garrett was doing here. I don't see that happening. And Kellen Moore as well. I don't see them doing that necessarily to say, hey, we're going to go back to the 2016 blueprint. But I do feel that whether he's catching it on those screen passes, we've seen them really put together some nice screen passes here here at these training camp practices. But figure out a way to get him touches. You know, more so than carries, my word I'm going to use with Ezekiel Elliott is touches. Touches, okay. How many touches can you get this guy? I don't care if you just throw him a pass, swing pass right out of the backfield, or you do it or screens. What? Just get this man touches and add Tony Pollard in there as well. So if you're not going to play Dak Prescott, my immediate thought process is you've got to figure out how to win the line of scrimmage with your offensive line mm-hmm. and run this football. And oh, by the way, keep Tom Brady and that offense off the field. Because you know what they're going to do. They're going to have long, sustained drives, and they're going to wear that defense out. Out. So if we go back on that field as an offense and we go immediately three and out, let's just say we maybe run once and we throw throw and we and we go out there and go three and out, they're going to wear our defense down and out. And this is not going to be a game in the second half. So I think, like you said, I, I like we, we get into touches with Zeke. I would just love for them to just go ahead and pound it. And I know this is not their their formula. This is not, you know, the Mike McCarthy tree. This is not what he comes from. But we need something. Because if we go back to what we did last year, playing Madden, throwing the ball all over the yard, you know, 40 or 50 times, I don't think we'll be successful. Now, you know, that's just me thinking that. But, I, you know. Stats bear it out, though. Yeah, they, they Stats bear, it, bear out. it out. I don't think we'll be successful going about that way, at least until Dak is fully acclimated back into the season. Then maybe we start throwing it a little bit more. But. I just think we gotta get established on this run game. Zeke, I think Zeke is he's he's primed. He's primed. And I think he's ready to go. Tyron Smith met with the media afterwards and okay. looks good. Okay. <sighs> Tyron Smith looks good. Said, how you feeling? Health wise. Good to go. So he's he's cause cause yesterday, people, people, they was kinda they was kinda getting after Tyron a little bit. Doran Doran Armstrong beat him a couple times. Um, one of them young cats I saw beat him off the edge a little bit. So, uh, it was, do you think that's lack of reps during training camp? Or do you just think that, hey, you know, every now and then, you know, the greats have a bad day? Let's just be honest. Defense has been beating the offense every day, this pretty much. True. This is true. They I mean, have, you've seen it. They got more juice on that side, I mean, you, you for go, sure. You, know, you just pile up this whole training camp here. Who's been better? It's defense. And it, it's not even a question. And you can say, well, you know, Dak's not there. Mm-hmm. Even when Dak was in, through three picks the last time he practiced, mm. they got after him. So the defenses look better as far as Tyree Smith goes. First up, let's let's 
give Dorrance Armstrong some credit here. What we saw Ooh. against Arizona coming into a contract year. Yeah, he's got, silent right, right now. He's like he's letting his work do the, do the talking. You know, they're, they're, this is the kind of pressure that you wanted to see. Yes. All right. You know what? Sing for your supper, my man. Go this out here, it. go get it done. And he's been balling. I mean, you saw yeah, two sacks, pass breakup. The man silently doing his work out there in a contract year. Randy Gregory has improved massively. I mean, not even on the even on the physical side, mental side. I mean, he's he's putting it together. He's putting, and then you match that with hopefully a healthy D log coming back into the season. Who are you going to double? Who are you going to let go? So I I come back and ask it this way: Could they both be good? In a semblance of what we saw from Demarcus Ware and Tyron Smith when they would go at it, mm-hmm. can we have guys that are playing at a high level and getting the best out of each other? That Adorance Armstrong is sitting here. I'm, like, I'm, 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 get, I'm going after 77. Let me, yeah. get, let me get after all decade here. Let me see what I can go get done here. Yeah. And that he's playing at a high level. So, but I, I don't. If Tyron tells me he's healthy, I'm not worried about Tyron. Yeah. Until I have to. You know, I mean, the track. I mean, the track record shows eventually at some point. Yeah, the track record shows you. You know, okay, he's going to miss some games, but right now, well, when he's playing and and he's been healthy, ready to go, he's been good. Yeah, he's been good. When healthy, he's one of the best. So, so I'm gonna, I'm going to just take his word for it. Okay, he's not been a guy in the past who has told you something just to get you to go away. Yeah. He's, he's been very truthful about it. This is true. Things. This is true. He also said that from a physical standpoint, he he, he looks good. Had an opportunity to talk to uh, Osa Digiwuza, who is running with the ones. Mm-hmm. And That's a big man. That's a big man. Not as big as Neville Gallimore. Yeah. You know, not as big as Neville Gallimore. Yeah. And that, when I saw that in the preseason game, uh, Friday but, against Arizona, and, and you – You've played, so you know what it's like when guys are out there on the field. You've seen it. Mm-hmm. Just watching from a television standpoint, the way he was laying there and thriving in pain, I'm like, this is bad. I thought, as soon as I saw it, and you could, he could, he could see the screams. Yes. Mean, he was holding on. He's rallying back and forth. I'm like, oh, this ain't good. Because right. usually, if you get hurt as a football player, you, I mean, you, you're going to just bite your lip. Kind of just, like, kind of just give you one of those. But right. he was writhing, writhing in pain over there. And I was like, man, this ain't good. This ain't good. So he's got the elbow, you know. Uh, you know, he's gonna miss. He's gonna miss some time. Yeah, he's he's gonna miss at least what the first first three games maybe. And that's and that's tough because as our defense, if you look at our defense, the edges they're they're coming alive. Randy Gregory, Tank, you got Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Second level, we see what Parsons can do. We seen Keanu Neal, LVEs in there. And then in the back end, I think they're getting even better with this competition between Hooker, KZ, you got Wilson, you got Diggs. Everything seems to be coming together. But what hurt us last year and what is going to hurt us if we don't do something about it is that interior part of the defense. Exactly. The heart of the defense. That's what teams literally gutted us last year going straight. They didn't want to deal with the edges. They didn't want to deal with our speed on the edges. So they literally gutted us up the middle. And right now – Without Neville Gallimore being in there, who I thought was going to take the leap, and he, I mean, he was on Looked his way. Like it. He was Looked on like his it. way. We need some other cats to step up. You know, I'm not sure what a Tristan Hill is going to do. I'm not going sure what an OC is going to do, but well, we need some guys to step up. Well, don't look for Tristan Hill in Week One. Yeah, he's ain't going to be okay. here in Week One. Right. So, so don't look for him against Tampa, and probably won't look for him against the Chargers the first two games. So, <sighs> so we're away away from even trying to put him in a conversation because he had practice. Yeah. Had, you know, he hasn't passed the physical yet. So, it's right now you're looking at the rookie, uh, Osia Digazua. Um, 
you know, Carlos Watkins. You you need uh, Bohannon, your other rookie, to step up. I mean, you're needing guys here, which is and Brent Urban. So this is where I got to give Dan Quinn some credit. Throughout training camp, he kept rotating guys. Yes. You just saw a lot yeah. of different guys getting out there. Now Gallimore was the the dude running with the ones, mm-hmm. but he was consistently putting different people out there. So, uh, I, and then talking to a Dickie Woozy yesterday. He said there were some things he could have done better. He, he's his brother played in the NFL, so he's got a lot of of real useful tips from okay. from a guy who knows what it is it's like to, to go through the league and and how to get yourself prepared and what you need to do to improve. Mm-hmm. So he's got his head on straight in terms of just trying to figure out what he's got to do, and he's not getting too high, too low. Mm-hmm. And I said, "What did Dan Quinn say? You know, how do, how does he feel about how you're progressing?" It's like, yeah, kind of what we talked about here mm-hmm. before. So uh, smart guy too. UCLA cat, smart guy. He's just still a rookie, man. Yeah, and they, and they <laughs> gotta know, and they gotta these interior guys being young. That's why I like to see an urban maybe get more playing time. Is they gotta realize not everything is. Let me go in there and get my gap. Let me rush the passer. Sometimes you gotta hold up these offensive linemen. So they don't get to the second level. Right. So you can let Parsons, Keanu Neal, LV, Jalen Smith, those guys do what they do, run sideline to sideline. And those are the things you learn over experience and over time. And hopefully those tips from his older brother let him know that because uh, we're we going to need those linebackers flying. All right, Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. He's Barry Church, number 42, Dallas Cowboys. I'm Newey Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter. Our other running buddy, Danny McCray, has the day off. He's on assignment, by the mm, way. On assignment. So there's cuts today. Ooh, down to 85, I believe, right? Let's, or is it 80? Let's, let's get into cuts. And, oh, by the way, we saw a name brand cut already happen mm. in the National Football snip, League. And we'll snip. talk about that next right here on the Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. 
to the Players' Lounge. Dallas Cowboys training camp presented by American Airlines is back at the store in Frisco. Watch the Cowboys practice on August 20th, 27th, and 28th inside Ford Center at the Star. Admission and parking is free. Visit the starinfrisco.com for details. We were there yesterday, Barry, oh, yeah. as uh, the Cowboys came out here to practice, and Jerry came out, spoke to the fans. They enjoyed that. I saw you walking up to the broadcast booth, and I hadn't seen Isaiah Sandback since 2019. Yeah. Yeah. In person. Mm-hmm. In person. My boy looking like Hercules out here. And unfortunately, you were standing next to him. Yes. And I'm not a small dude. Like, I'm not, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm a little guy by any stretch of the imagination. But that man made me look like yeah. I never, like I was a hooper my whole life. Like, I just ran. Yeah. I was I was a marathon runner. Yeah. And I'm like, get out, get away from me, man. Like, <laughs> go stand over there somewhere, man. He made you look like a golfer. It's exactly. Like, like, which, like which a I black Brooks Kepka, you know? Exactly. You know? Exactly. And Big I was guy, like, cut, nice, but... His Dude, arms, man. He's jacked. Isaiah's standback. He's jacked. Arm. You played quarterback. Shout out to Steadfast Gym. If you if you ever been, go to Louisville. That's his gym. But that man is huge, man. That man. <laughs> Dude, you can he can he still he can still play. Well, I asked him. I said he got some reps. When you you what you going down there? I don't know blazing. how the speed looks. I don't know how the speed looks. But the physical. Looking good, looking good. Looking good. Looking good. I wouldn't want to see him in an alley. That's all I'm saying. Oh, heck no. That's all I'm saying. Oh, no, you want to make friends with Isaiah Sandberg. Yeah, that's why too. he's my boy. <laughs> he's cut. He's, he's cut. He looks, he, he's looking he looks good. good. He looks good. He's definitely looking good. And then did a good job uh, during the, the I, broadcast. I, I believe, yeah, he did him. I think it was him, Babe, and Bill, I believe, yes. that called the Arizona game. I think they did a great job. Um, they fed off each other great. Mm-hmm. And I think, that's a, he, I think he has a calling. He has a calling on his way. So, uh, back here on the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. Five players need to be cut today. Five. 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 Cinco. Uh, Brian Anger can go. Yeah. Punter. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he's a, and we got nice one. I mean, it's over. Thank you. He's, Thank he's, you. So, so I just think, I just, if I'm Steven Joe, I think, what, what's the easiest place to go? Boom. Yeah. Boom. The punter. He's about it. Okay. So, you know, you can give you can give Niswander these next two games and so get him warmed up ready. Right. So you can go there. Number 49, tight end Artavius Lynn. Yeah, I would have to say he's on he, a, he, he could be. I would have to say he's on his way out. He could be. Even though I believe his name is McEwen. Yes. McEwen McEwen's is dealing with the, with the high ankle sprain, but yeah, I don't, I don't see. Is in, but, Schultz is in there, Jarwin's but, in there. But you still got Eubanks. Yeah, he's still got Eubanks in there, who the Michigan kid. So, yeah, I think I think he's on his way out. So, as well. I, said, so I, I could see Lynn being a guy that may yeah. not make it. Um, this cut, Brennan Eagles, number eighty three wide receiver. Brandon Smith, number eighty wide receiver. That's a deep room. Yeah. I mean, right now, I mean, we know the top somebody three, top go. four. They're yeah. gonna pull somebody yeah. out. There it's just gonna be you know, Some, yeah. Yeah. somebody. He's, somebody's going. Somebody's get. got to go. Which, and I'll, I'll say this too, and Barry, you, you can address this. If you're in a room like this. And you really see it. It's stacked against you. And basically, it looks like the last spot will be between Malik Turner and Simi Fajoko, the draft pick. Wouldn't you want to be cut? Yeah. So you can move on if you're if you're Brennan Eagles? Yeah, because I mean, what you, what you want to do right now? I mean, you're just literally wasting your time right now. I mean, I could see if they were giving you tons of opportunities as far as playing, then you're getting your resume out there for all these other 31 teams. But if you're not really playing like that right. and you're just sunk that low on the depth chart, you would want to think to yourself, hey, you know, let me go ahead and try myself somewhere else. But 
as an undrafted guy, you have that option after the draft. You you get to pick where you want to go. So I'm not sure why a lot of these undrafted receivers, or maybe this was their only option, but well, I, I, I wouldn't come to Dallas. I mean, you're stacked that receiver. You know, you're not going to crack the lineup at the top three. And I mean, you might, you know, you might get a little fourth wide receiver action. But to me, I wouldn't have come to the Cowboys knowing that they're that stacked at wide receiver being undrafted. Now, I don't know if that was their only option is to come here, but to me, I. I don't think it was a good option to come here, especially at the wide receivers. It's a deep room. You're not going to crack the lineup. Okay, so as an undrafted free agent, tell me, what is the sell? When they get you on the phone and they're trying to get – tell me, what's the sell like? To me, the sell was Joe DiCamillis, who at the time was our special teams mm-hmm. coach. Now, I got calls from other teams. It was their DB coach talking about, oh, yeah, we need you here. We need you – and in my mind, I'm thinking, you're lying to me because you. I know who's on your roster. You don't need me there at that safety position. But the Cowboys at the time – Brett Maxey was a safety coach, and he didn't even call me. It was Joe DiCamillis who okay. called me and was like, look, man, I loved your tape. I think because I played special teams in college. And he was like, I loved your tape. I think you can really contribute to us special teams-wise. And then I talked to my agent, and he was like, look, man, that's how undrafted dudes make it. You got you to gotta, you gotta put your hard work in on all teams. So I knew from the jump, if this special teams coordinator called me and was like, hey, I want you on my teams. I want, I want to give you a shot. And I was like, hey, I got to go here and do what I got to do. And I was, you know, DK Millis is me and, me and McCray. If he was here, he'd tell you. We were his best friends. I mean, we, we, we did anything with him. You know, you need punt return, kick return, whatever you need, we got you. And uh, that's how I ended up making the team. And a lot of these undrafted guys need to realize that. You know what? Let me, let me take my – when I said Artavius Lynn, let me, let me take him back. Because McEwen was on some special teams units, especially the, the – you got to be as a third tight end, yeah. So, and that's something I, I'll admit I did not pay attention to because um, I didn't go back to California yeah. for camp. Who's been filling in for him? That's true. That's something we need to look at. Was Sprinkle doing it? You know, who's been filling in for Sean McCune at the third tight end? And, and in that wide receiver room, Malik Turner was playing that personal protector of the punt team. And that's the most – as a special teams coordinator, they'll tell you that's their captain. If they're if you're a captain of special teams, you're playing personal protector. That's the most trusted special teams role you can do. And as Malik Turner was playing that, I think oh he's a lock, he's a lock because he's going to make it on spot. But then he got hurt, so I got to see if maybe Semi, Fahoku, or uh, one of these other wide receivers going to fill in that role. Yes, and then we'll see if the and then, and then they'll make become a lock, but. It just sucks that all those injuries happened in that Arizona game because there was some promising guys coming up that ended up uh, taking an injury in that game. So the Cowboys must cut down five today. I'm <coughs> solid in my cut Brian Anger the punter. Yeah, I think yeah, I think, I that's, think you can yeah, do that. I think so, that's so that's four. That's money in the bank right okay, now. So there's four. That's four. That's four. That's four. four. There's four guys you you, you got to go out here and, and 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 eventually get done and see how you mm-hmm. how you do the cut down today. Jacksonville Jaguars wave Tim Tebow mm. number eighty five. Timothy Tebow. Uh, that tape from the preseason game against the Bengals did not help him at all. Just, just did not help. Him. He just looked very unathletic. I'm trying to block. It just, I mean, it just didn't look like it fit him naturally. Now, we all knew going into this season that, you know, he, he's not a tight end. He's, he's not going to make a team legitimately as a tight end. I was surprised that he got cut this early. You know, I thought for sure Urban would keep him around maybe to the last cuts. I didn't think so after seeing that tape. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And that the fact that he wasn't doing any interviews, so you couldn't really get that uh, Tebow mania going and, you know, have all that stuff going. So I think they played it well. I think they gave him a shot. And he proved that he, you know, wasn't good enough to play in this league as a tight end. So they did right. They did right by him. Because I, I guarantee you, if he would have made the team, 
I think Urban might have lost that locker room because because Cats would have been. Did you see the tape? How's this guy on the team? That Cats would have lost their mind out there. So I think he did the right thing by releasing him this early. Tim did himself no favors because this was a move he was asked to make, but almost ten years ago. Should have done said, it. I don't want to do it. No, Logan I don't want Thomas. To do it. And that was the next thing I was going to point to. Logan Thomas said, "Okay, all right, I'll do it." Guy was a quarterback at Virginia Tech. And now he's a productive tight end in the National Football League. Just got paid. So you you have to at some point that Terrell Pryor. Exactly. Guy, he made the switch. Quarterback who ended up switching. This is not uncommon Mm-mm. in the National Football League, Mm-mm. especially for black quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, look, they would have turned Lamar into a wide receiver if they could have. So, yes. I mean, it's, yes. it's something you got to make an adjustment Bert to. Bert Emanuel, you know, it's yeah. a quarterback at Rice and, you know, made the switch. Uh, Heinz Ward. People forget Heinz Ward was, was a quarterback He was a quarterback. Yeah, quarterback forgot. Of Georgia. Uh, what was the other one? Antoine Randall. Antoine Randall. Yeah. So, so, I mean, so. it's been some success, you know, switching from quarterback. But you got to do it early on. You can't wait till you're in your 30s, you know. Right. Hey, hey, it's almost 10. You know, maybe I I think I'm going to do it now. No, no. You can't do that. No, you can't. You can't do that. And there's also that learning process that goes with it. And so had he made the switch when when teams were asking him to, he would have had a grace period and Mm -hmm. a learning curve. The people, Okay, he's trying to do it. Mm -hmm. But no, you you quit football, you go play baseball, you're on TV, you're doing all these things. Mm -hmm. And then when you come back and – your former head coach at Florida is the head coach giving you the shot. A lot it rubbed it rubbed a lot of folks who do it on the on the grind on a daily basis the wrong way. Yeah, and the, a lot of people didn't like the favoritism of it. Yeah, I can understand it because if you're looking at it, this is a guy who all right, you know they don't want me to play, they don't let me to play quarterback, so I'm going to go play baseball. All right, I'm not that good at baseball. You know what? I'm coming back to professional football. How many guys can say they have that opportunity? Like, I mean. It, once you get, once you're done with the league, you're literally done. Usually, you don't get to just come back whenever you want to. And he was able to come back and have that opportunity. So I can understand why I can see why it rubbed some people wrong. Because there's guys that played tight end their whole career who've never had an opportunity to play in the league. So for him to be able to get that opportunity, I mean, hey, not a lot of people can do it. I, I just saw it as something that you know you should have done it a while back. Yeah. And when you didn't do it, then you hurt your opportunity. You hurt Without your chances. And so uh, di- didn't see it working. And he and wasn't it, playing teams. He wasn't playing no special what? teams. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Really? My man wasn't on the teams, man. <laughs> you ain't going to have any more kickoff? Kickoff return? Maybe a little personal protector? Something. You ain't doing it. I'm Tim Tebow. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, at least Urban went ahead and got him up out of there. So, so, yes. so good, good on him. Yes, good on Urban. Uh, the Giants have released running back Alfred Morris, who was with the Cowboys for you know, a few years with Jason Garrett. Yeah, Jason Garrett, offensive coordinator up there in uh, New York. And, and Alfred Morris was the guy that people were looking to when Ezekiel Elliott was uh, holding out for a contract. And last year, I think he, I think he played halfway decent last year, filling in for Saquon Barkley. Him and him and Wayne Gallman over there, they had a little one-two punch. Yeah, so I so, think he did all right. Yeah. So, so he's gone. So this across the league, we're going to continue to see names. And Chris Beam is just checking right now to see if the Cowboys uh, release anybody. If any, if this happens during the show, we'll bring you some of the names here. But uh, I, I go, I go back to what you were saying here. So, who's playing special teams? That's what it comes down to. Who's going to be out there on kickoff? Who's going to be those cores? But there's usually between five and seven core special teamers. And that's what we need to figure out. Who on this roster is going to be those core special teamers? I mean, we know we got one, the long snapper. 
But you know, other than that, who? Oh, and CJ Goodwin, who's a, who's a, who's the special teams demon yes. out there. But other than that, we got to figure out who is going to be these core special teamers and who's going to provide that pop for us that we need. All right. I can't have you on here and not dive into the safeties, Barry Church. Mm. So we mm. see Malik Hooker get out there, practice, get to pick six. He did. Get to pick six. We saw um, our guy uh, J. Ron Kurtz get beat for a touchdown. He did. He... And they had him running with the ones to start camp here. So how, how do you see this battle going? We we got to talk to DeMonte KZ, asked him, hey, you know, how do you feel about the competition? You know, what, he's like, I don't have to feel any kind of way. This is mm-hmm. not up to me. I just have to go out and perform. That's a hell of an attitude, too, because you can only control what you can control. And the way – and he – he already sees that. Like, I'm not going to get stressed out about coaches maybe putting this guy in a little bit more or giving him a little bit more reps here and there because at the end of the day, it's their decision on who gets on the field. So his mindset is already in the right he's way. He's making the team. He, oh, without a doubt. There's <laughs> no question. He's, he's making the team. He's, he's, without a doubt. He's making the team. <laughs> he's making the team. It's literally a two-man race for that starting free safety job, in my opinion. Um, Curse, I think, will end up being maybe one of those core special team guys like he was up in Detroit. Um, but as far as the free safety, because I think Wilson got that on lock. I feel like Wilson got that strong safety spot on lock. He had a good end of the season last year. Um, He's had a good, you know, off-season training camp under his belt, so I think he has that on lock. It comes down to, in my opinion, it comes down to KZ and and Malik Hooker as far as who's going to start for that free safety job. I mean, both of these guys went healthy. They can play that job. They can play the safety role at an elite level. I mean, we've seen KZ get 10 interceptions in one year. Um, Malik Hooker has always been a ball guy. He just has dealt with a lot of injuries going forward. But for these two guys, I think they make the team better, whichever one gets the starting opportunity. Right now, i got to say KZ may have the leg up just because he's been with the team longer. He has an understanding of what Dan Quinn's defense is and what Dan Quinn expects of that whole safety. So I give him a little bit of a leg up. But Malik Hooker's a baller, man. He's a baller, and he just seems to be around the ball as we were yesterday. Okay, do you keep four safeties? Because just from what you're telling me right mm-hmm. now, if I'm looking at the roster here, you got 18 defensive backs. You keep four safeties. Wilson, Hooker, Curse, Casey. Yeah, I think you go at that position. In the secondary as a whole, I think they're going to go at least 10 or 11 if you add corners in there. So that gives, that, so, so that gives you six corners. Yeah, I think they're going to go. you got to go heavy at corner. Okay, you so got to go heavy corners at corners. Yes. And, force, and, and that's why I got four. So, that's, so your four safeties at this point in time. Wilson, Curse, Casey, Hooker. I think you got to do it. I mean, if Casey and Hooker were making big money, then you'd have to decide between the two. But since they're both on relatively team-friendly deals, I think you can keep both of those guys. It's just only thing. I, only thing that kind of worries me about that is: is the starter going to always be looking over his shoulder? Is he always going to be like, man, if I make one mistake here, Hooker or KZ has the opportunity to, to go ahead and jump in that free safety role? And you don't want you don't want your guy back there feeling handicapped. Like, oh man, if I make one mistake, oh, it's over. I don't know. You kind of want him to play free with no worries back there, but you know, I, at the end of the day, you okay. got to keep both of them. You got to okay. keep both. So, 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 I'm gonna go through numbers with you here. All right, I'm let me go through numbers. Let's with see you. what you got. So we've got we've got our four safeties. Yeah. Now I'm gonna count off six corners. Mm, that's gonna be the that's okay. the <laughs> Kel, Kelvin Joseph. All right. Yes. Yes. Second, as of right now, yeah, he's second, second round. round. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jordan Lewis. Mm. You paid him. You did. What? You got four point five guaranteed. You, you don't want to eat that. Okay. Right. Trayvon Diggs. Yes. That's three. That's three right there. C.J. Goodwin. He, he got paid, and he's a core special teamer. So you know they're going to get. That's four. Okay. That's four. 
Anthony Brown. Is his guarantees up this year or is it still guaranteed? That's the only thing that's like kind of wavering me right now. Because if he's still guaranteed, you don't want to eat that by cutting him. And Mar- I think he's guaranteed like five or something like that. Maurice Canada, a Jerry favorite. He is, and I will say yes strictly on his play. That's six. So so based on that six. Oh, wait, 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 where's Wright at? You ain't putting Wright in there? Okay, I said Wright is not on the team. <laughs> Reggie Robinson's not on. Oh yeah, the team. he's gone. He's gone. Yeah, he's gone. He's okay, so I'm just, I'm just right there. So, so now you're talking about, and here, here is the question: We counted C.J. Goodwin. Do you just kind of put him in a different category? I think and you say, end up doing that. okay, so, so your six is right with Goodwin kind of being a, a, a exception. Yeah, because that's, I mean, that's how kind of they did kind of Danny that way. When they were making the rosters, like we would keep all, like I think we kept like five safeties, but we didn't really include Danny as that like fifth safety. We kind of had four, but then Danny, because we knew he's all, he's going to be core special right. team. He's going to be on the team regardless. So we kind of did it that way. And I think they're going to do CJ the same type of way. But it's get interesting okay. if they don't, though. So, so, <laughs> and that's, and I think that's what you have to do. You just kind of have to. All right, position wise, it didn't matter whether he, you know it's yeah. this whether he was a linebacker, whether he's special core special teams guy. So, boom, you put him in that 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 yeah. like like they do Slater up there in New England, yeah, without a doubt. You know, he's a receiver, but he's we know a, we all know, we know what he, we his value is. Okay, yeah. so so we're gonna put C.J. Goodwin in his own corner. Mm-hmm. So our six our six corners that you and I have come up with. Kelvin Joseph, Jordan Lewis, Trayvon Diggs, Anthony Brown, Maurice Kennedy, Nation Wright. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a solid core right there. I mean, you got three with our four safeties. That's ten. That's ten DBs, yeah. and you got two legit. And actually, nickels. so so t- basically eleven DBs altogether. You do, but my thing is, do we that outside corner? Are we gonna put? Are we gonna put Kelvin Joseph out there? I don't know. Because I, you know, you know, don't disrespect, but I, you know, I don't like what I've seen from Anthony Brown at the outside corner. Um, I think he's a, you know, he's a good player. I think he's more suitable for that nickel role. But outside, uh, I just don't think he can, I don't think he okay. can handle it. So, out there. so let me simply ask you this question Who would you be more comfortable throwing out there against Tom Brady, Evans, Godwin, and uh, uh. Brown? Definitely not right. I mean, he has the length <laughs> and he's he's long that's, enough, but no. That's that game that is, one, that's not yeah. what I'd want to do, right? Right. We need you to, you know, you can get a little special teams in, but I'm not put man. Diggs is gonna be on one side. I would rather see Jordan Lewis or Candidate in the nickel position, because that's what they're more suited for. But on the outside, if you're not putting out the right. I don't want to see Calvin Joseph out there. I think he's too young out there right now to be dealing with, you know, okay. Evans or Godwin out there or Anthony or Anthony Brown, uh, Antonio Brown out there. Okay. So I think you got to put Anthony Brown out there. And I do not like the matchup. I, Those I, are huge receivers. I, 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 hear, I hate the matchup. I hear what you're saying. But when we just walk down this, okay, he's the best. what are the I, options? Yeah, he's the best of, of the options. Okay, what are the options? They're not ideal. That's, that's jump ball city. I mean, I, I'm just looking at it how they're going to throw Mike Evans a bunch of jump balls. Godwin, I mean, it's it's gonna, it's not a good matchup for us on the outside. This it's, is where your safeties are going to have to be, you know. Red line. We gonna, KZ going to have to show us that red line ability. He's going to have to. Between KZ and Hooker, you know, somebody somebody, somebody dig, up, dig up into the past. Or unless you say, Diggs, you know what? We think you're that good. We're going to put you over here. 
and we're not going to give you a lot of safety help, then that way you can, you know, lean towards, you know, the other corners, the nickel and the other corner out there to help them out. Because I think they'll need more help than the digs on that now side. Now, look, uh, and this is something that we don't talk about enough because C.D. Lamb has gotten so much deserved praise mm-hmm. for how he's played at camp. But Diggs has basically gone up against him a whole lot during this camp, and he has won some battles yeah, as well. He's held his own. Okay, held he his has own. won some battles as well. So to me, if you want to find some comfort, it is your guy has spent his entire training camp against somebody who is looking as though they're going to be a number one receiver in this league. Yeah, this is true. This is true. And Diggs, and like you said, iron sharpens iron. So they're they're going at it in camp, battling. They're making each other better. So I'm not to me, I'm not worried about Diggs well, on that side. Now, and, and let me say this, man. People forget this all the time. He's gone up against Lamb. Dude went up against Henry Ruggs at Alabama. Yeah. Guy went up against Jerry Judy at Alabama. Yeah. Guy went up against Devontae Swift at Alabama. So he's not some guy who's been practicing against some some, some I mean, look who he went against the first six games last year. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. I mean, he's gone against some competition out yes. there. So, so I have a confidence in Diggs and for what he's been able to do. And oh, by the way, he gets to hang out with his brother and train with his brother, who's telling him some who's things one of the as best well. receivers so, in the league. So, I I have a confidence in Diggs and what yeah. he can do. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, do you think? I mean, in your opinion, do you think he's at the level to where we can say, Diggs, go lock up. We're shading everything away from you. I could see it being an option in the game plan. Okay. I could see it being an option. Okay. I can see that as well because, he, I, look, he's had his ups and downs last year. But the guy battled, and he fought, and he has a short-term memory. And that's what you love to have in your corner. Like, he might get beat, but he's also going to make some plays. And I can, li- I can live with a guy like that. I can go in a foxhole with a guy like that. And let's be honest. Isn't this the same issue everybody's going to have when they face the Buccaneers? Without a doubt. <laughs> Without a doubt. I mean, isn't this everybody who's a defensive coordinator is going to, okay, well, okay. Uh, who's going to be, I mean, that that's that's everyone. I mean, they got three receivers, and you're getting O.J. Howard I'm about back to say, we didn't even end. talk about their core. Okay. So, Garkowski, O.J. Howard, I mean. So, so there's a whole lot of. You know, Ooh-wee. it's it's a lot of stuff going on out there for any defensive coordinator trying. Where do we go, and what is my what kind of personnel do I have to match up against these guys? I'm not gonna lie, Nui. I would love to see that package that we trotted out, the first team defense that we trotted out in Arizona. I would love to see what that package could do because they have. I think they went and got. Gionard Bernard, or whatever his name Giovanni is. From, Bernard. Yeah, Gionard Bernard from Cincinnati. They went and got him. And you know how Tom Brady is with receiving backs. He loves that. So I would love to see what they did. They had Parsons and Keanu Neal out there. Mm-hmm. Two guys who can cover in space, and they looked pretty good out there. I would love to see them trot that unit out there as far as a linebacker rather than LVE and um, Jalen Smith because we've seen the liabilities they can be in coverage. So I, I would like to see, that, to see them trot that, that unit out there. But we'll see. We'll see what happens game one. Let's let's have a conversation about number nine and number 55. And Oof. it's a tough conversation. Jalen Smith was trending yesterday, and, and it wasn't in a nice way for Cowboy fans. I, I want to I want to defend him. Okay. I will, okay. I will defend him. There was a tweet I put out yesterday, and I will defend Jalen Smith next. Ooh. Right here on the Players Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. 
At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. To the Players' Lounge. Players' Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys at AT&T Stadium this season. A limited number of single-game standing-room-only tickets are on sale now. Get yours at DallasCowboys.com slash tickets. I'm Louis Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter. Joined by Barry Church. The old 42. New 42 look good. You're looking good out there. Okay, he's got the blessing. He's, he's got the blessing. By, at first, I was hating. I was hating at first, but now. Keanu, Keanu Neal. Okay. You got my blessings, my man. He's out there looking good, man. Okay. Good. Uh, Chris Beam, our producers, informed me that Brian Anger is not getting cut. Says Bones Fossil likes him, so. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's as. <laughs> okay. And from the, from the conference, you know, Fossil says, you know, Nice Wander is a developmental guy. And it's like, uh, that's not what you want to hear if you're Nice Wander right now. I'm just a developer. I thought I was the guy, <laughs> but that's something you don't want to hear from uh, your special teams coach yeah. if you're a nice wonder. But if you're angry, hey, he might be in that ting, as they say. <laughs> Look, now we only got three. We got three people that we're gonna cut. We still got to find the other two now. Yeah, Bones is uh, Bones is interesting. Bones got the juice. Bones here. is interesting. He got the power. You know, he, he's he's interesting. This whole. Field goal kicking thing that's been going on, uh, Chris Beam. Am I wrong that, that you know that this field goal? It's it's been interesting, and, and and Chris and I have seen a lot of field goal deals with the mm-hmm. Cowboys. Uh, I remember that uh, Vanderjack deal that was iffy, and then uh, when they tried to do the David Beeler deal for a while, that oh. was that kickoff was, specialist. Yeah, uh, he was a, a kickoff kick- specialist. Yeah, he was Beeler was. Dead. <laughs> 
he was a kickoff specialist. You know, I didn't even know they had your, those. Your boy Deke Miller ended up wanting to run off Nick Folk, and that was bad because yeah. Folk ended up going to the Jets and having you know, yeah. you know, just eh. So I've seen this kicker thing through the years, and then of course that that uh, that stuff with the last cat. Um, you talking about uh, Maher, Maher yeah, yeah, man, <laughs> that, that Chicago game where he was out there shanking stuff mm. left and right. Talk about he was he doing just fine. Shank up that as soon as that what? I mean, I, I was there asking fine. the question like, you know, dude, dude, you you, you killing the teams? Mm. But so I've seen some stuff. So fossils like, hey man, Zerline's our guy. You know, he gonna be good to go. So mm-hmm. they gonna act like field goals don't exist. Mm. And, you know, so we ain't seen a lot of field goals. As long as we ain't faking punts and doing nothing that we, as long as we ain't doing that no more, I'll be alright. This Wander made some field goals against Arizona, so we'll see. I'm just saying, you know, just just I'm, I'm not. Uh, I don't <laughs> get all of it. It's, but I'm not the professional, right? This is true. He's this is the professional. True. He's paid to do it. So I'm just going to, you know what? Cut, you know, you'll cut LP Latasur. The one of the most consistent guys to ever perfect. do it. Mr. Perfection. Mr. Perfection. Mr. Perfection. Mm. So you can go bring in your boy, Jake McQuaid. So he better not miss a snap. Like I said, man, I'm just, you know, you're the professional. That's what he kind of hit it with. But, the, but hey. I just, you know, I. I don't be the cause of a loss. Special teams better not be the issue mm. Thursday, September 8th against or 9th against the damn Tampa Bay, Bay Buccaneers. They, they, okay? they better it better not, not be. Okay, it better not be. This is you, true. You're, you're, they better be tight. Okay? If it's like that New England game, remember that New England game a couple years back? Special teams really cost it, man. Well, it was it lost the game. They lost the game. About that special teams lost the game. So that's what I'm saying, man. At this point in time, all right, Bones. You have an idea what it is you want to do. You got your mojo special teams moments. Fine. I'm just, with them. You know. I'm with them. Okay. Just, just don't let it backfire. Just be right. Yeah. <laughs> Better be right. Be right, my okay. Man. Be you know, right. Just, just be right. Okay. Because right now I'm just uh, I'm not comfortable, but okay. Okay. Mm, we'll see what he got. Snap. Better be good. Kicking and make the field goal. I mean, I I need I. Okay. Make sure that that uh make sure that line's going good. That snap to the kicker, snap to holder to kick. It better be good. Who is the Turk now that Bruce Mays is gone? Who's the guy that comes oh, and gets the, the Grim you? Reaper. Right. Who comes and gets the players? Who's coming to get the five Man. guys today when they cut? I'm not sure. I know they had uh Adam doing it for a while. The uh he's a shorter ball gentleman. I think he was doing the contracts and stuff, but he also did the cutting for a while. But Bruce Mays was the ultimate Grim Reaper as far as you didn't want to even make eye contact with this man. Like coming into the coming into the the, the, the Valley Ranch back in those days, you even on a non-cut day, you don't even want to look at Bruce Mays. He would say hi, you keep your head down like he never existed because if he came and tapped you on that shoulder, you just have so, your iPad ready. Just so, <laughs> so let me just explain everyone. There is one person who comes and cuts you. Yeah. Hey, coach wants to see you. Bring that iPad with you. Okay, so there's there's one person. So everyone knows who that dude is. And Bruce Mays, he, he looked like the Grim Reaper. Bruce, I mean, yeah, I ain't gonna lie, man. Bruce looked like bad news. He, he looked was like a guy in a, in a nightmare. That Never you smiled, just a that shoulder tap. I yeah. remember walking in my rookie year, cut year or cut cut day, where we got down to 53. Me, Danny, and our boy Lanye Miller. Walking in the Valley Ranch, we got our heads low. Please don't say nothing to us. Bruce Mays waiting at the door no, for cats. He waiting no, at the door. No. We ain't seen cats getting hit before no. we even walked in. We like, oh, here we go, here we go, man. I'm the first one to pass through. 
Good morning, church. I just hit him with it. And kept going about my way. All right, I'm straight. Same thing with D-Mac. Man, our boy Lanye tried to follow right behind us. <laughs> all, you, all you heard was that, that tap. tap. <laughs> Got that tap on that shoulder. Lanye just looked down like, dang. And then me and Danny turned around like, and just kept moving, man. Yeah, hate like, to see hey, hate I, to see I see it. you after practice, man, my dog. Man, if you watch Hard Knocks nowadays, man, it's it's all like they give them a call. You in the building? Man. Yeah, Coach so they ain't even that. Just come on upstairs. Vince uh, is just going to send you a text. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> now, just, hey, hey, bring that iPad. And, Got uh, it. Look at DM you on Twitter. <laughs> Would you rather have the text? Cut or the tap on the shoulder, Bruce Mays cut. I, I don't know. <laughs> or they just de- deactivate. You in the building? <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> just deactivate your iPad. <laughs> I wonder You've if been cut. <laughs> I wonder if someone never showed up. There's a notification like, on the front when you try to get into it. Coach need to see you. It just never showed up. Like I've been <laughs> not working yet. <laughs> Sorry, you've been cut. Oh, I'm laughing, but I'm telling you, it's definitely it's I mean, if you get that tap on your shoulder, man, your heart drops. It's gotta be okay, real. Okay, so so the guy. I would think now who could fit the role perfect is Cable. Cable. I've yet to meet Cable. I've yet to meet Cable. Yeah, okay, I'll show you. You know who he is. But okay. You know who Cable is. Cable or Todd Williams seem like the kind of guys. Who I would go Todd Williams for sure. I think he would be. Now he'd be a good Grim Reaper. Now Cable would work. So when I go and show you, you're like, oh, that's Cable. Okay. Um, you'll know exactly who he is because he's around all the time. Because like Bruce makes he's in, he's in all these areas with the players, mm-hmm. okay. And so that's what kind of what you need when you're when you're when you're trying to play that role of, or you're getting a guy who can can cut cut some folks, man. Um, <laughs> and Cable fits. He just he no, fits the description. He fits it, man. I mean, he he is. He's a, and you know what? He's also a nice dude. Everybody knows him. Um, the other day, when when Gallimore got hurt, you know, Cable's one of the guys that's out there, you know, helping him get off the field. So, boom, that's Cable. Oh, okay, all right. Yes. That's, yeah, that's my bad, Cable. If, if yes. you're watching the show, I'm sorry so because I do know you, and we've yes. definitely yes, chopped yes, it up yes. plenty of times. Plenty I'm time. sorry, Cable. If, if you're watching, you're listening, I'm sorry. But I feel like you – uh, Bruce Mays was the ultimate Grim Reaper because – Yeah, that's Cable. That's Cable. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I definitely know Cable. So Bruce Mays was the ultimate because he was never nice to nobody. So he it was like – He man, had no he, friends. Yeah, he was he like, had hey, no friends. this is my job. This is what I'm here to do. Cable, I mean, he, he's cool with everybody. So I feel like, man, it'd be tougher for him to just go up there and be like, man, look, <sighs> coach needs to see you. Got to bring your iPad. It's that time. Like, I, that's a tough job. Yes. I, 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 I bet you I know who it's going to be. Well, who do you think it's going to be, CB? Do you, you think it's going to be Rob Davis? It's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Assistant head coach. The nice, friendly brother. Yeah, come on, Mr. Positivity. Assistant head coach. Hey. Hey, the head coach wants to see you. Hey, Ah. Mike Mike and I want to chat with you real quick here about your future, about your life. Mm. Talk to you about your life. That's got to be a tough thing to do. Yes. Ending a dream has got to be, it's got to be some of the toughest things to do. And Rob played in the league too, right? Yes, so you kind of have an understanding about how it works. So let me dive into the linebacker situation. Let's and, do and it. Jalen Smith was trending on Twitter yesterday and not in a good direction. Uh, Greg Rosenthal tweeted out, no team has more self-scouting errors than the Cowboys. This goes back decades, not just giving Jalen Smith the contract, but guaranteeing it, mm. guaranteeing his money in March. And I, I did a tweet response, and I just said, the Cowboys had no clue in late March that they would be um, that they would be able to bring in three linebackers. Parsons, Cox, Neal, that would make the linebacker room better. Neal answered a lot of questions at camp in Oxnard. And you know what? I'm going to delete this, too. I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to delete it as well. Because um, I don't want to sit around here and give, give too much more credence to what he said. Yeah, no doubt. Which is, 
in March, you had two dudes that you had starting. I mean, the guy mm-hmm. led the league. In, I mean, he led your team in tackles. Mm-hmm. They picked up the option because they didn't have much else. What and else there? They had signed <clears throat> Neil, I want to say maybe three days before. But this is a guy coming off an injury. And you signed him to a one-year deal. So it wasn't like you sit up here, hey, man, we we got this guy. We're about to sign him some real cash because we mm-hmm. believe what he can do. You didn't pick up your fifth-year option on Leighton Van Der Esch, and that wasn't just something they all of a sudden decided to do. They knew well in advance where they were going to go. Yeah. And let's be honest. If Denver does what they should have done we, and drafted Justin Fields— We'd be sitting there with Sartan right now. You'd be sitting there with Patrick Sartan. Without a doubt. And you would not have Micah Parsons. Mm-mm. Oh, by the way, you think Denver wishes they take Justin Fields right about now? <laughs> Man. Hello. What was I? I, I tried I to tell cats from 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 day one. Just, I tried to tell cats. Okay, but hey, they they didn't want to do they it. They didn't listen. They don't want to go. Mm-mm. They didn't want to go get a franchise quarterback. So you end up with him there. You didn't know about um, you know you didn't know that Jabril Cox would be there. Yeah, that's true. So and then of course you didn't know how they would react. At camp, go through. Camp. You didn't know these things, Mm-mm. so now you're looking at it, and people are like beating up jail. Oh, he's he's your fourth linebacker. Cut him. To th- no, it's a 17 game season. Folks. It's a long one. Okay, it's a long. Se- you're not going to cut the guy. It's at this point in time, it's sunken costs. Yeah. So I started business school at TCU. So it was one of the things we learned in a managerial accounting. It's called sunken costs. These are things. It's money that's here. You're not getting it back. There's a well. You could trade him. Would you trade him and try to pay half of his salary or pay service? Why trade the guy? Yeah. He's here. He's here. You, and like you said, this season is long. I don't oh. think a lot of people realize, oh, it's just one extra game. This season is long. And you're going to be you're, you're going to deal with injuries. We've seen it the past couple years with the Cowboys. People are going to get hurt. Last year, we had a slew of injuries. If we had the depth we have now, I mean, I, I don't know if we would have made the playoffs, but we would have been, you know, in a better shape than we were last year. So, I think you have to keep all of them because you never know what's going to happen out there. If, if, if Parsons goes down and, and, you, and you're just going to be stuck with LVE, Cox, I mean, if we get rid of Jalen Smith. So, I mean, like, you, I think they've done a good thing by having all this depth at the linebacker position. What what did we see with the offensive line room last year where you – you're good. Guess what? You weren't good. Guys kept falling down again and again and again. Already we've seen with Nevin, Neville Gallimore, okay, right here, defensive tackle spot. Imagine if we don't get the – Turn, turn, your, turn your mic back on. I, oh, I go, go back to what, what Mike McCarthy had addressed in Hard Knocks, and he mentioned, was it 77 or 73 guys that he needed that year? The Packers won the Super Bowl. And yeah. Even in that Super Bowl game, remember Charles Woodson went out. Donald Driver went, went down. out. The running back, I mean, it was he had a lot yeah. of injuries. Yes, yes, but that was during the Super Bowl game. You yeah. had Driver and Woodson go down in the game. This is true. Um, so so it, it's it's hard. Trying to win is hard, and you're going to need a lot of bodies along the way. So when I just sit up here and I see this, in August, the fans are, get rid of him, cut him. You, no. And you're we, not going to save – no, by the way, you're not You're not going to get any significant savings on this because you've already guaranteed the money. Okay? Yeah, and, and getting rid of him, what is that? how is that helping us right now? Like I, That's the thing. Like we're, we're talking about you know getting rid of him, you know, cutting costs. All of how does that help us win more games by getting rid of this guy? I mean, yeah, he might not be our top two line. He might not be the top, you know, linebacker that we want him to be. But he at least knows the defense and can and can provide depth for this linebacking core. And I and I don't think people realize that 17 game season, you're gonna need depth. And we got it right now at the linebacker position and in the secondary. 
let me put a maybe a a a different way to look at it okay. for Cowboy fans. What if Dan Quinn actually puts him in the right positions he needs to be? That you're not having him play as many snaps. That he is in certain packages. That you can actually take advantage of what the player can really give you. Versus Mike Nolan rolling the dude out here playing Will. No. He ain't got and it putting for Van Der Esch in the middle. Like, no. I think that would be a hell of an idea just to get him in certain packages. But I certainly do not believe that he would go for that. And I think it would cause a lot of drama. And I think, I mean, it, it would cause a lot of turmoil in that locker room. And you know what you do? Hey, man. Hey, man. You get a check, right? Okay. This is true. You get a check. This is true. Um, you know, don't wish you were easier. Wish you were better. No, yeah, this is true. And what have we consistently seen? This is Now we're talking, man, what's 17 games? Chris Bean, real quick, what is it? Eight or nine weeks in a row the Cowboys are playing without a break here during the regular season. Uh, and, let me look up real and, quick. And so – there, you're going to need guys. You got to. And one of the things, I'm sorry, I keep talking about the quarterback chain, your boy Double G. The the quarterback, backup quarterback is not on this roster. Yeah. And throughout this league of a 17-game season this year, you're going to see number two quarterbacks get used. We're already seeing it with 16-game schedules. Cowboys yeah. went through four quarterbacks last four. year. Four. Okay? Four. <laughs> so if you're talking about teams going through multiple quarterbacks, you think that you're not going to need more than three linebackers? Guys that bang each and every play, you're going to need it. There's going to be nicks and bruises here and there. Guys might not miss you know, lengthy stretches of time, but they might miss a game or two here. They might miss a couple series within the game, and you're going to need a valuable guy that can go in there. And I'm not going to say he's a, he's going to be in the Pro Bowl. He's going to be all pro. But like I said, he knows the defense, and he can at least – go in there and give you some type of substance. If, if Even if he's not starting and being this all-pro guy, he can give you something out there to help this defense. Right. He may, you know, I'm not looking for him to be the Pro Bowl alternate that he was two yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking for that. Mm-hmm. When I look at Jalen Smith, what I'm asking for is, can the guy contribute to the football team? Yes. But yeah. I will say this. He needs to play better. He, he, he definitely needs to play better. Um, I don't, and I don't know. It's tough because physically he just – it doesn't look like he's sideline to sideline right now. To, to me, it's, he looks heavy, and he, he kind of looks like he's running in sand a little bit. He look like a backup? Yeah. Okay. He looks like and, a third and, or fourth. And, and right now, what does he look like he's on pace to be? A backup. Especially it, with that rotation we saw in Arizona. That was shocking oh, to what me. What we saw yesterday. What we saw yesterday. Okay, that was so shocking. Is that bad? No. No. It's not. Is that probably where he should be? Yes. Yeah. The only thing is, is, is he going to be, is he going to stand, or is he going to end up being like, you know, detrimental to the locker room? Like, if he come, if, if that, you know, I don't know what type of. I don't know what the clear yeah, eye view will be on I that. I don't know. I don't know what the clear know. eye view will be on that. But I'm just sitting here to myself just saying, as a, this is what Parcells would do. Without a doubt. I mean, I'm going to put you where you need to be for what I need for my football team. I remember Scott Shanley and Scott Fujita. These guys couldn't get run here. They ended up being starters on a Saint Super Bowl championship team, man. Mm-hmm. Okay, starters. They did. So fit in where you get in, but I'm just not one of these people that says, cut this guy. At some point in time, over 17-game season, you're going to need some help. Chris, did you get the number of how many they're playing in a row here? 11. Wow. 11. Well, so, so, so it's your bye week's week seven. So, so you, you have six, and then you have the bye, and then 11 straight to finish the season. 11 straight. 11. That's 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 a chunky piece right okay. there. So, so you're now, okay, 
and this is this is where I'm not trying to beat up on fans, but sometimes fans don't get it. You're asking rookies. Parsons hasn't even played in a year. Thank you. You're asking rookies who've never played a 17-game season. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking about telling play 11 in a row? In a, These in guys a row. Are, you know, they, there's, no, you know, there's no McNeese States on the schedule here, man. Nah. You know, there's no nah, Sunbelt nah. conferences. I mean, you're about to sit up here and go play in Patriot League teams. You're going to get 11 weeks in a row. So you're asking Parsons. You're just thinking Parsons and Cox are going to be good for 17 straight weeks, 11 in a row. That's asking a lot. It is. Guys get hurt. You know. And and Barry, I tell people this all the time, and you'd be shocked at how many people don't realize everybody hurt. Everybody's hurt. (laughs) By the end of the season, you talking about 11 weeks straight, everybody got some type of ding, some type of bruise. I'm limping here. I'm limping there. Everybody's hurt. I mean, nobody's 100% healthy. By that time in the season, so you gotta have depth out there. You, it's a, it's a must. And I, and I like what they've done defensively as okay. far as depth in the, in the D line, linebackers, yes. and in the secondary. All right, so that's that, that's my spiel. All right, uh, we're four minutes past the oh, hour. Man, Mike, I didn't McCar- even check. Mike McCarthy <laughs> is uh, slated to talk at ten thirty. He probably looks like he's running a little bit late because if he was. On time, they've been throwing us off. So that is the Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. Our boy Danny McCrave is on assignment. That's Barry Church. I'm Newey Scruggs. Appreciate everybody checking us out here. Tell a friend. Please tell a friend. Check out the podcast. And we will chat with you Thursday on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!